0: Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast and you guys I'm so excited for today's podcast. I'm going to jump right in because this podcast is an interview of five different women from five different backgrounds with five different massive breakthroughs in transformations that all started because of one weekend. And you guys, I got this idea because I would listened to an Elizabeth Gilbert podcast where she interviewed uh, some different people that she had worked with before. And because I got to really hear other women's stories that I resonated so deeply with, it created profound shifts in my life. So I wanted to bring on some women who have been impacted uh, by the Bliss Project, and I wanted to share with them why this event changed their life and it's not just about going to the event it's what happened there and what things they started doing because of it that profoundly created a complete ripple in their lives and completely changed everything that they're doing the way that they're thinking um, how they are showing up in the world how they are serving uh, the businesses they have the family lives they have you guys you can literally almost find yourself in at least one if not all of their stories So you guys, if you want to join us at The Bliss Project, go to theblissproject.info now or right after this podcast, because I had to interview these women immediately because the price of Bliss Project is going up and it's selling out quickly. And if this resonates with you, if you know it's your time, if it hits you in the gut like it hit them, then you know that you have to just go grab your ticket and join us. You're going to meet all of these women that I'm interviewing there, and I cannot wait to see you. So let's get started. Kelly. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast because you're one of those women that every single time I am at Bliss Project, you are in the front row. You're smiling. You're nodding your head. (laughs) You're constantly (laughs) raising your hand saying, amen, sister. But I know it hasn't always been that way for you. And I really wanted uh, to share your story and what you're up to because I know so many women can relate to where you came from. So can you tell us a little bit little bit about where you were before you came to the Bliss Project and what made you go for the first time?
1: Absolutely, Lori. And first of all, I want, I want to just say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for having me here and for recognizing that because mm-hmm. I put so much energy into being there and being fully present.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I didn't realize the space I was in before going to Bliss Project. And and I can explain that for you in you know, a quick snippet about who I am and, and how I even started in this, in this world of personal development. I, um, I'm a wife and a mother of three and uh, spent about 20 years in financial services. Um, when I started in financial services, I was uh, a single mom, just lost my mom due to heart health and obesity, and at 19 became a, a single mom. At 20, entered into a space where I wasn't completely understanding why I was there Um, shifted in, grew up in that space. And then um, in the midst of all that, my husband is a cancer survivor. So Mm. my heartstrings have been tugging me towards health, wellness and lifestyle and helping folks become the best version of themselves. And I never realized where my place was, but ending up and following you and following what you were doing and showing up and and doing all the right things or what I thought was the right things bliss happened to be one of those and it fits so perfectly mm. um so it was a I thought I was advanced and when I arrived at bliss I just elevated myself so greatly
0: mm. it just
1: became such an amazing experience and the tribe and the situations and and the exercises mm. and before starting that I um I had just booked a, a women's empowerment event and I was starting before I was ready, essentially. Mm-hmm. So um, I can tell you a little bit more about that if you wish.
0: hmm Yeah, I would love to hear about that. But what was the, uh, and I'll ask in one minute, but what was the first thing when you first saw, you know, there's this event, when you went to go click and buy your ticket, what, did you have an intention that you either wanted to start something or you were looking for something? What was it that you were looking for before you came?
1: For me, it was mainly tribe. Mm. Um, it was tribe because I followed a lot of what you did. I was I entered into a few of the programs. I saw the vibe, and I just didn't quite understand why I vibed so well with your tribe. Mm. <laughs> if that makes any sense, yes. it was it, I wanted to see why I was vibing so so well and why the shifts were happening so favorably for me by connecting with you and experiencing experiencing a group of women. Um, whereas I was surrounded by um, men in the past because I was in financial services and Mm. sales and, you know, connecting with financial advisors and that was my thing. But now how do I shift myself into becoming a a women's empowerment rock star without having the ability or the, uh, experiencing in connecting with women at this Mm. higher power? Mm, I love that. That's amazing. So
0: you have this event that you had booked for afterward, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So you're coming to the event and what happens um, that helps you or that you have, you know, these moments that help propel you for this event and where were you at? What were you thinking during it?
1: So Lori, I had the date booked and that was it. (laughs) <laughs> I had no idea. I was completely starting before I was ready. I had no idea what direction I was going. I had. I just knew that something was tugging on my heartstrings to tell my story and to explain um, why it's so important to step into your power. And when I showed up at your event, certain things um, that clicked were... Uh, obviously everything that you bring to the table is amazing. Um, and, and your team, the, the, the folks that you brought in, um, Lindsay, Tara, uh, Brittany, they were all incredible. I, my biggest breakthrough moment was with Lindsay and in, in her, um, her, the yoga experience. It just, mm-hmm. it was a breakthrough that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was because I showed up and because I start, I was essentially, again, starting before I was ready and something happened where I said, this is what I want it to look like. It mm. was almost like the vision was created.
2: Mm.
0: Isn't that interesting how you have no idea who or what it's going to be. And sometimes there's that one speaker, that one moment or that one, you know, sometimes it's not even the speakers or what's going on on stage. Sometimes it's what, what is happening within the groups did you have an experience like that at all where you were like whoa I just had a moment with these women who are here the tribe
1: yes yeah I mean, there were several moments the the quality of people that are in attendance are amazing I created friendships um and it <laughs> interestingly enough interestingly enough I um are you there Lori? I'm sorry yep. no worries yep. okay I'm here I, I, interestingly enough, I created some really strong partnerships and really strong friendships that we will likely collaborate over time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing, um, that, you know, making these connections and, and the push that you get, um, because there are some really vul- vulnerable moments and moments in which that people can recognize things, uh, that you don't necessarily seeing yourself. And then all of a sudden it'd be- comes a belief. And I'm just going to pinpoint the, the candle exercise, which I have paid that forward two times at two different events of mine. Um, Mm. and it was just truly incredible because they, these women went in this, in the round circle and they, they saw things in me and, and, um, and complimented me so greatly that it just took me to the next level. And I, so much to the point where I knew it, but didn't believe it. But when I left there, I believed it.
0: Mm. Oh, I love that. And the exercise she's talking about, you guys, is you kind of speak for a few minutes and tell your story, and just you fill this amount of time. Uh, And then you go around and people give you feedback on what they saw in you that maybe you're not seeing. And it's just getting your cup filled and you're poured into. So I love that that I actually had quite an experience um, that I had done uh, things like that. And I know I told you guys I do that at holidays and stuff, too, because it's so important that acknowledgement is what so many of us are missing. So I love that you took that. And I want to know because you said that you had your date. Booked for your event before Bliss. I want to hear about that process of what made you book a date. Were you in like massive fear? But what made you know that you had to do it anyway? And how did it feel? I want to hear all the feelings.
1: Yes. So it it took a little nudge. So I have um, going through this transition. I'm going to call it a transition from financial services, powerhouse rock star in the financial services world multiple six-figure income, losing that, and then com- going into something I know I belong in more so than anything, I was sh- struggling. And I'm still in the midst of that every now and then just trying to push myself forward. Um, but I just, I just decided, so in conversation with my husband, this is what you should do. We went, booked a place, and it was just booking the place. So we, we put the money down, but didn't really quite know what the event was going to look like. We just, I just knew that there were individuals in my community that required my story. Mm. And so I didn't know quite again what it was going to look like, but I knew it was going to be there. And I, I just, I chose to, um, view your, uh, the bliss project as a, as a nice reference point or resource and, um, and, inspiration to create something of my own. And since then it's grown. I've had a, I've had a second one and I'm booking my third. And eventually my big, my bigger vision is to have it ha- be multiple days. Now it, I've done half days in the community and I've, I've, I'd like to do, um, an overnight and eventually maybe retreat style. We'll see. Um, mm. but yeah, it's interesting because I don't know really why I started it but it was more just that it was a nudge like you're ready for this you people deserve to hear your story and this is what's this is how it's going to take place I just didn't know what it was going to look like
0: oh my god that's amazing so tell me about the first one because the thing the biggest thing that I hear is people make their they they set their goals and their beliefs on where they are right now on what actions they've taken in the past and you have to set a goal on who you believe you you can be right so what, um, I want to know about what your first one felt like, because I remember my first bliss and it's so funny, Kelly, because literally what you did is exactly what I did for bliss. I booked it. And I remember having a full on like panic attack right when I booked it with the woman at the hotel. And I was like, what am I doing? I don't even know what I'm going to teach or what I'm going to do. And I just booked this massive room. Uh, Help me God. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about your first one. What were the emotions that you went through? And then afterward, how did you feel?
1: So initially nerves, a lot of planning that took place, um, a lot of things that I would have done differently. Um, But on the flip side, I created an interesting group or attracted an interesting group of people. Now I would have expected that I had. Family and friends fill up the space, and that was my initial thought. But I attracted at least half of the room of beautiful women that I had zero clue who they were. And they were, they just heard of the event, heard of my story and, and follow or followed me on social media and then showed up. And, um, at first I was like, I mean, this, I spoke about it so much during the event. Cause it was just such a shocker, but I'm like, no, this is the work. And this is, this is what I've done to create this, this tribe. And that was the biggest takeaway from me is like, is being able to attract a group of individuals that I had zero clue who they were inclusive of one of my speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're, we're pretty good pretty um, good friends and it's it's an interesting dynamic when you actually uh, just show up and do the work and again start before you're ready
0: mm, it's that showing up that I can't even believe uh, what showing up does that's been the story, that's been my entire story as well as just you know what? The only way to get started is to just show up in this room. You might be freaking out. You might not feel like you fit, but you can't grow in the other rooms that you've been hanging in. So it's time to grow. Um, Okay, so I want to know, was there any surprises that came at Bliss that you were unaware of? Did it shed any light on any parts of your life or create something in you or ignite something
1: in you that you hadn't previously seen? I created a much bigger vision of what why what my purpose was and that that's to continue to fill out this mission and and grace bigger stages and and the idea and not that I've ever felt like this but I understand more why this is not about me. It's Mm -hmm. about other people and it's about sharing my story because I never had a chance to really do that in, in my previous role. I sold mutual funds. So Mm, uh, that's what I positioned. I never positioned myself. So I didn't really understand the importance of taking my story and paying it forward so that someone else can benefit from that or not necessarily benefit from my story alone, but share theirs and be inspired to do that.
2: Mm,
0: that's amazing. Yeah. You can't be like, okay. So before I sell you this mutual fund, do you mind if I share my story? <laughs> just, no one cares. Just in case it inspires you. <laughs> oh, okay. So I want to know what was something that maybe you, you know what? I want to know what something right now that you're struggling with and what are some of the tools that you are applying to it?
1: So for me, right, it's, I mean, I I can answer that very quickly. Uh, (laughs) I know you're a master at time blocking. And for me, that's, that's my next step. That's my biggest goal. That's the thing. I'm, I, I don't know why I fear the most because it's, it's all about action, but the time blocking and really sticking to it because I say yes a lot to a lot of things that, that don't necessarily align. But I think, oh, this might lead to something else, and so it it gets me. It puts me in a space of overwhelm, Mm. Uh, and because I'm already juggling a lot of things with uh, with not only the business, becoming a new entrepreneur, and um, and a family, so it's it's interesting. But time blocking is is the one thing that I would say. Mm. mm Would, yes,
0: I mean I still struggle with that, and now I, you know, I I really measure it up too because I I recently. You know, And I know that you know this because especially once you start uh, really growing and saying, yes, life starts just throwing you a million different beautiful things, right? But if they don't excite me and light me up and give me energy, I ask if it's going to give me energy and keep room, create room for what I really want to do. Um, then I I just have to say no, and you know what? It's so hard because saying no, you're you're you know you're saying no to humans typically, and you're also saying no to great opportunities. So you, it has to come from a place of abundance, knowing that if you say no to that it's actually just making room for even more exciting things exactly in alignment with what you want to do instead of so so in alignment with what you want to do so i'm constantly remembering that and coming from a place of abundance rather than a place of but this is good and i don't want to miss it you know so i i hope that that can help you cuz i'm actually just coaching
1: myself right now yes yes <laughs> i have to ha- i have to remind myself definitely i'll, I'll find a little uh, a, a little way to remind myself of that because I do, I do find myself in a place where I'm, yeah, of course I'll help you. Of course I'll be there. And Mm. don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm getting the exposure right now. There's a lot of folks reaching out and wanting me to speak and wanting me to to attend events. And it's all good because it allows me to tell my story and meet new people and network Mm. and, and attract my, Mm -hmm. my tribe. So I love every moment of it, but, um, but it can be a little challenging when it comes to, uh, organizing your day and structuring your <laughs> your world
0: oh yes I so feel you I I feel like forever this will be something that people who really step in and say yes will will probably always be um, you know a challenge so that's beautiful so what uh, is on
1: the docket for the future what are you most excited about so my my next steps right now would are creating my next two events, and I want to set a goal for myself to create the bigger event. So the last two have been uh, been half a days. The next one will likely be a, a half a day. Another one will be a fundraiser. Uh, but following that one, I would love 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 to do some sort of overnight retreat, yoga workshop, or something along those lines that um, create a bigger space for more connectivity.
0: Mm, Have you set that date yet?
1: Not yet. No. Okay.
0: So we're going to set that date you're going to let me know. (laughs) I will. I promise. That's, that's just how you have to do it. Okay. So Kelly, what would you tell people if they were thinking about going to bliss,
1: but weren't sure? I would say. Investing yourself and that's the scariest thing sometimes, especially when it comes to um, certain situations where people don't have the resources or don't think they have the resources is finding ways to really uh, know that you deserve it and be there because every event will shape will change your life. And shape you into a bigger and better person, and 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 be there for those who really deserve uh, your um, your soul. So I, that's the biggest thing I would say is in investing yourself. Find a way to do it, especially if your heartstrings are tugging you towards it.
0: Mm, I love that so much. Thank you so much for today. I just want to acknowledge you um, because I feel your presence when you're there. So your intention uh, is absolutely uh, spreading throughout the room. I can actually see you in my head right now. You were sitting off to my right in the whole like three days just nodding and really giving your soul to everyone around you and support. And that's what this room is about is you feel the women in that room. And Kelly is definitely one of the people that you will feel in the room. So Kelly, if If you
1: resonated with someone who is listening, where can they find you? You can find me at kelly.soto.com or on Instagram at kelly.a.soto. And on Facebook at I Deserve Wellness. So that's my group. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much for being on. And I always, always look forward to seeing you. So have an amazing day.
1: Thank you so much, Lori. You too.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Marlo I'm so excited to have you on the show thank you so much for coming on
3: Lori, oh my gosh thank you so much for inviting me this is just such an honor mm. it's great Okay.
0: Uh, uh, well, I knew that when I was thinking of having women on the show to share their Bliss Project experience, I knew that I wanted uh, to have you on because you have a great story and also just everything that you're doing. It's like, I really want to highlight those women who have taken uh, everything that they've learned and just run with it and apply it in their own magical way, because that's what this is all about, right? So oh, absolutely, oh, yes. just actionable, being able to step into who you really are. So, Marlo, would you share with us, um, you know, what you were doing before the Bliss Project and what made you decide that you wanted to go?
3: Wow. You know, even just asking that, you know, takes me right back there to like, honestly, right back to Bliss 2015. But prior, prior to Bliss, I was a fitness professional and I know that that was something that resonated with me about you. Mm -hmm. Uh, was that, you know, you had that common, that common interest. And so at the time I was, I I truly was loving working with women. And I, you know, I love the transformation process because it's so, you know, it's just so gratifying and it's just so wonderful to watch people spread their wings, right. Mm -hmm. And really get their health back. But you know what, Lori through that process, what I was realizing that as women, there was so much more going on than just Mm -hmm their physical health, you know, like the more conversations I had with women who were coming into my gym, the more I realized there were, there were, there was deep, there was deep pain and there was loneliness and there was, you know, lack of tribe. And there were, we were all suffering from the same things. And so starting with, you know, starting with the fitness, you know, transformation, I quickly realized that I really wanted to work with women at a deeper level. Like, it was so funny. I remember women used to come into the gym and they'd say, I'm here to train, you know. But we would spend the hour just talking about yes. life and about, you know, the crap that shows up in our lives. And and what I realized was that I saw myself in them because I had been in an abusive relationship prior to opening my gym. And so I was, you know, drawing in women who who I really felt were struggling, and I felt like I was able to serve them in some way. Mm -hmm. And so I remember a girlfriend of mine said, I'm going to Bliss Project this year, and I'm like, what's that? You know, (laughs) And and so I ended up buying a ticket, and she ended up kind of leaving me high and dry, and I thought, oh my gosh, I don't want to go to this thing by myself. But it was exactly what I needed, because I was really stuck. It's funny, I was just listening to your podcast with Mass and Kip, and Mm -hmm. he said, you're stuck for a reason. And it took me right back to that time in my life, you know, Mm. when I was stuck between what I, what I was doing and where I was going. And I knew that it was a necessary part of my journey. And so I landed at bliss and you know, everything changed.
0: Oh my God. Okay. I love that you said, okay, your friend bought a ticket and then you ended up going alone because what happens a lot is people are like, Oh my God, I can't go
3: alone. But what was your experience going alone? To be honest, I needed, I needed to go alone because, and and I think this is really important for women out there to know about bliss is that, you know, sometimes when you're surrounded by your familiars, you're not always authentic. You don't always speak right from the heart because you've got a filter. And I truly knew that if I went to something, I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. I had no idea I was going to cry for three days, but (laughs) the good news is when I came out, I was like, Oh, you know, but I really (laughs) needed to go by myself, Lori, and just, be by myself and tell my real story to people who had no emotional connection to it because mm. i was thinking of closing my gym and it was heartbreaking for me to think about it because i was so in love with what i'd created but i knew that it was only a step and and so i was able to go to bliss and and really be honest and open and talk to the women who you know who you connected me with really through the activities and roommates and things like that i was really able i was able to just say hey this is what i'm really struggling with and they knew my big hairy secret and, you know, nobody else did. And they were, they just kept saying to me, oh my gosh, this is such a beautiful plan. You know, they gave me everything that I needed and mm. I, and I left and, you know, I made the announcement and I closed my gym like four months later, mm. but it was because of the support and the belief that the women there and you, you know, breathed into me that weekend that, that fueled me, I, I know I wouldn't have done it otherwise, you know? Mm. Yeah. So
0: when you were in the room, what is one of the biggest, you know, because people don't understand what happens there. It's kind of like, what were the, what do you think is the magic that makes you start to believe it's possible, right? Like people are like, okay, three days, what do I do? My whole life is going to change. How does this happen?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I, First of all, I think everybody goes with a different intention, and I had an I had an inkling that this was going to crack me open, but there were two moments that really came clear to me. I remember at one point, you were on stage and you were speaking, and I think it was the first day, and you stopped and you looked over in the area that I was sitting in. Of course, I was like, oh, okay, she's speaking to me. Yep. <laughs> and you looked right into my soul, and you said, I remember having nobody. Hmm. And I had to finally decide that if I wanted to have a tribe, I needed to start you know, stepping forward and asking. So that really spoke to me because I didn't feel like I was surrounded by enough people who were speaking the love language that I was speaking at that time. And I really needed those people. I didn't know where to find them. And then the second was when, um, Danette spoke and she told her story about how she was like truly living on the floor of her apartment and her, you know, her kids were on the mattress. And I knew that that was going to be me. Mm. I knew that I was going to have to, you know, kind of crash and burn to, to rise up. Right. And so I needed to hear story. I needed to hear that, that somebody can overcome. So those were two epic moments that weekend that really shifted me in my seat. Like I literally felt myself kind of floating above the chair. Like, mm. you know, I was going to be okay. Yeah. Mm. Oh,
0: my God. You, you literally just made me cry because, and this oh. is something for both of us, um, because I know right. you've stepped in as a massive leader. And I want to just share so that you can share your story along with this too, that we like before bliss, like before, when I, when I get ready, even the hour before or whatnot, you know, a lot is going through your head and it's about just showing up and trusting because I didn't know I should be here. Here's the thing is I believe that we're being so guided and just led. And I don't remember saying that. I don't remember looking over your way, but I always trust that I'm saying what needs to be said. And I'm looking at who needs to be looked at and something moves through you that if you just throw it, all on whatever source, God, whatever you believe in faith and you show up, that happens. So I know that you lead events. I know that you lead Mm -hmm. women. What has your experience been, uh, that's similar to something that I just said about showing up and being led? Trusting. Well, you know,
3: yeah, it's funny you say that because I know you always talk about that at bliss. You always talk about how, you know, so much of what's coming is what you feel needs to be heard. And, Oh my gosh, Lori. I mean, you taught me that sitting there that day. And I was I was listening to you thinking this is how I need to lead. You know, I I can't predict what people need. I don't know what people, you know, you don't know who's showing up in the room. I mean, you might see a list of names, but you don't know what they're feeling or what's in their hearts, what's heavy on their hearts, what they're excited about. And so it really is just kind of opening up your heart and, you know, and I know you do this too. You just ask God or source, "Listen, I'm here to speak." I am here to speak whatever words need to be said. And the, like, Laura, you changed my life mm-hmm. by by shifting your 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 eyes to that side of the room that day and saying those things. And I truly believe that that was not like that was intentional. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that I'm not the only person in the room who was shifted. And so when I work with women and when I lead, I I always do the same. You know, I always ground myself and I just think this isn't about me. This is not about me. I'm just here speaking for maybe the women who don't feel like they have a voice yet and they just need somebody to say, hey, I was where you are. I mean, gosh, your story resonated with me so much because, you know, you had a a studio and then you left that to do other work. And I just felt like like that you were speaking to me. And I know that other women felt the same because everybody pulls what they need to hear from your words. Mm. You know, it's just so powerful. Mm. I love that you shared just, I mean, you
0: described, you know, servant leadership, just no matter how you feel, no matter what the fear is, you're going to show up and let go and just be led. So what feelings do you go through beforehand? Because I really feel like people get stuck on what they're feeling right now and allowing it to hold Mm -hmm. them back. So can you take us through a journey, maybe before, maybe a, a big goal that you set, how you felt before all the scary emotions
3: that came up and how you dealt with them? Yeah. Well, I remember the first, so I've been to three, I'm a, I'm a, like a bliss junkie. And so my first, my first bliss, you know, I was scared shitless, but I was so excited because I needed, I needed it. Like I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know that this is going to be good for me. So as scary as it was, I could not wait to get there because I just wanted to peel off all the junk that I was carrying because I wasn't living authentically, Lori. I was really covering up who I truly was because I was no longer just the fitness professional. You know, I was dabbling in all the self-help stuff and building programs behind the scenes at night when nobody was looking. <laughs> I had I had this whole other side of me, you know, like burning the candle and drinking the wine. And so when I went there, I felt like I could literally just take that off, which was like removing, a like, I don't know how to describe it, like removing a 500 pound heavy piece of armor, mm. you know? So when I got to Bliss, I just felt so light. And then I instantly connected with all of the right women. Some of my very closest friends came to me from that first bliss. Mm. And then when I was leaving, I just remember saying to everybody that I saw, you know, on the airport, when I got home, you need to do this. You need to leave what's familiar and go into what's not because that's where all you and I both know that's where the gifts are. That's where the beauty mm. lies. Right. Mm, totally. So that was the first one. And then the second one, I was just you know, I came there a, a completely different person, and I wanted to go and almost give homage to it. Like I wanted to go and just celebrate the woman I had become. It was like a year. It was the best year and the hardest year of my life. You mm-hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So I was raising a glass to Mm. that second year.
0: Yeah. So tell me about afterwards. So, you know, you go and you implement into your life and it's Mm -hmm. not always easy, but what were some things that helped you through that next year as you set your goals and share with us some of the things that you accomplished that year, but also what you went through as you were growing into the woman that you knew who you were supposed to be?
3: Well... Of course, as you know, I remember actually it was a coaching call that you and I had done because, of course, after Bliss, I, I worked with you a little bit and you really helped me through some hard times. And I remember at one point I was really, I was feeling some serious resistance from my, you know, the people that I was working with from my community because I was closing my facility and mm-hmm. there's always people who aren't happy. And I remember you said to me, Marlo, when you bec- when you step into leadership, you you have a t-shirt on that says leader on the front. And it's got a target on the back. And the bigger of a leader that you are, the more impact and more influence that you have, the greater that target becomes. And, but, but you also have such strong people around you as you step into that role. And you said, just use those people, lean in on those people. And so I truly did. And the people that I met at Bliss, the people that, of course, as you know, you draw in all of the right people when you're truly authentic. So I started having like waves of incredible people coming to me. And I felt so supported you know, through that year, because it was such a hard year. But it was also so beautiful. I ran my first retreat, like two weeks after I closed my gym, it was a huge success. Uh, I ran um, some programs through the fall, and I really got my feet wet and started building my tribe. And then the following spring, I ran another retreat. And so you know, I I basically ran two retreats and some mastermind programs in that year. And Mm -hmm. all of that energy and all of that all of that information really had come from my experience, from what I had just gone through. You know, we're always like a step ahead, right? And I'm like, (laughs) this is what I just went through, like yesterday, like this morning at 8 a.m. And I'm now teaching about it. (laughs) Totally. Right? And so it just, it made the women who needed my message, it, it made me relatable to them. And I always really feel like we always have to show up as we are who we are right at the second. And I learned that from you because you always do that. You come to bliss and you always kind of put it out there. You know, this has been my struggle this year. And this was my struggle last year. And it makes everybody comfortable, you know, mm. that you're just, you're one of us. Mm. And, um, I think that's so important, mm. you know, I uh, hope I answered your question. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. I and I, I, so, I know, I,
0: I know. we there's just so much passion right now.
1: So much. I know. <laughs>
0: I I watch you do that. It's so beautiful. Um, And really to show up authentically, that's the, I love that you said that. So I want you to just elaborate a little bit more on that. Showing up authentically as yourself attracts the exact people that you are meant to be teaching. So sometimes it's the people who are only one step behind us. And I think that's what we, you know, I don't know about you, but I've struggled in the past with, oh my God, am I, you know, am I offering enough wisdom to these people? You know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not, you know, I want to, I want to teach like this, but what is the power of stepping into your authenticity?
3: Well, you know, it's so funny that you see that because I'm, I say that because I'm sure that you've experienced this where you get a list of names of people that are going to be part of your program and you go, holy shit, okay, I got (laughs) to read a book. And then you're like up all night reading a book, trying to get smart because all these people that are coming to your programs are people that you admire, right? Mm. But what happens is I just stop and I go, Marlo, they're coming, they're coming to you because you have something that, that you can serve them. You know, there's a lesson that they need to learn from you. And I've always really been kind of like left of center. I've always tried to be a little bit, you know, you know, cut the hair or do the thing or whatever. I've always mm-hmm. been that person. And I think that one of, one of the lessons that I love to, to help women learn and as I learn it myself is just to do what makes you feel good and to be brave, you know? And so I think it's really important to step into your authenticity and like, let it all hang out. Like, I know you just recently got your nose pierced and I was like, yes, because I just was like, look at her. You know, that's something that obviously it was something that was, you know, that you wanted to do. Mm. And it's so Lori, and it's just so uniquely you, right? Mm. And it inspires other women. I remember watching the response to that, you know, people are like, Oh, my gosh, I had to do that. So when we show up and say, Hey, you can still be powerful and, and bold, but soft and beautiful and empowered and kind and loving, but you can still be all of those things and authentic. Mm. You're not being rebellious. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just being, you're just being you. you, you're just listening to that voice. I love that about you.
0: You show up that way. You show up very powerful. You show up fully Marlo and you are so graceful at the same time. And I've watched it evolve even more over the years where last year I was just like, whoa, I can see you fully. Um, Just so fully because sometimes, you know, when we're, when we're trying to figure it out, it's kind of like, you know, I've done things where I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to start here and, and wear this yet. I'm, I'm maybe not showing up totally authentically. So maybe people can't see the whole thing yet, you know? So when we, and we, and we dabble like that, we totally dabble and it's important part of it. So I love that you said that, like, you know, we start, we just try on all of these different things, you know? So Marlo, I want to know what is, because I can't believe our time is coming up here, which sucks. Um, I know. No, <laughs> so what is something that you would tell someone if they were thinking of coming to bliss?
3: If they were thinking of coming, just go. <laughs> I can't remember who it was recently who said you have, you have something like five seconds to decide. Mel oh, I think Robbins. it was Gary or somebody. Oh. They're like, yeah, five seconds to decide. You know, everything mm-hmm. is about speed, action, right? Mm-hmm. So. I know that if I had stopped and thought about buying my ticket, you know, when my girlfriend bought a ticket, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. And then she said she wasn't going. If, you know, if I had decided that I wasn't going to go, my mm-hmm. life would not be where, like, truly, Lori. it would not be where it is today. I don't know where it would be, but but it wouldn't be here where I am. And where I am is in such an incredibly blessed and grateful place. Like, I'm just so grateful every day for, for how things have rolled out. And it hasn't been easy. But what it what bliss does is it it's almost like rolling out the red carpet you know to to your soul i don't mm. know what else to say it's just here you know here's a beautiful place to walk here's a journey that you can go through you know there's people on each side of you that will support you and clap for you and cheer you and when you get to that red carpet you turn around that's you that's you in in your full full authentic self and that's i don't know if that makes any sense to anybody else but that was just the the image that comes to mind is. Well, damn, that's a good image. <laughs> <laughs> I just had this like red carpet flashbulb, you know. Oh, like- I was uh-huh. with you,
0: girl. I was like, yes, oh my yeah. God, yes.
4: <laughs>
3: so good, just yes, go. Oh. And I want to see people there. You know, I'd love, I love seeing new faces there every year and, and watching them transform and, you know. Yes, you can meet Marlo. <laughs> Woo,
1: yes. let do it.
3: Oh my
0: gosh, so Marla, I want to take a second um to acknowledge you. I I'm so grateful for your support. It's women like you who show up, who remind me of why I'm doing what I do. And also you hold the room. I can't do this without women like you supporting, holding the room, cheering people on, and going out and just taking massive action and changing the planet. You are truly a world shifter. I am grateful for you. And where can people uh, find you
3: and follow you? Well, I... You can find me on my, my Instagram is a mess. I was just telling you, you know, I think I'm gonna start putting my dog up there so I can get more followers or something. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not good at Instagram. I've got to work on that, but certainly Instagram, uh, are Marlo Ellis. And of course on Facebook, Marlo Ellis. And then my website is marloellis.com.
0: You go girl. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. I'm so grateful for you and I will
3: see you at bliss. Lori, thank you so much. Love okay. you sister. Have an incredible day. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Jordan,
0: I'm super excited to have you on the podcast because you have done um, some really amazing things in the past few years. And I will never forget when you came up to me at the VIP cocktail reception uh, at Bliss Project and you basically were like this is what I want to do. This is where I've been. This is how I'm feeling right now. And I just remember this moment of just beautiful vulnerability and stepping into your fear and making proclamations of what you wanted to do and where you were coming from. So would you share with the audience just where were you at before Bliss Project, a little bit about your story and why did you decide to go?
5: Awesome, Laurie. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to share my story about the Bliss Project. So believe it or not, I had been following you for a few years and your message really resonated with me. And I intended to go on the, uh, to Bliss the year before and I chickened out because then <laughs> I didn't know how to get out of my own way. <laughs> mm. And so um, following you via social media, you know, I I really learned confidence over the following year and then I went to bliss and 2016 was my first time and I didn't know really what to expect I didn't know what I was getting into I just knew that I had to be there I had this thing in my gut that said you know there's more out there there's more you're meant to do in this world and I think that this is going to help you on your path Um, so go and I just finally trusted Mm -hmm. and I went and it was it was a phenomenal transformation for me um, from the inside out
0: Oh, uh, okay. So I'm so excited. You're on for that reason that you, number one, not only that you went, but the first year you chicken out, I want to talk to all the people real quick. I want to have you talk to the people who, um, maybe have dodged events before or who've not gone. Um, and those voices are coming up or they bought a ticket and they're They are having maybe imposter syndrome. Why me? What would you say to those people? Or what would you say to yourself if you could go back the year before?
5: What I would say is, you know, if your message, if, if Lori's message resonates with you and if you're feeling the vibes, it's probably because you're more like-minded than you think. And to stop comparing and to stop thinking you're not good enough, that there's a reason that you're having these angel whispers. And so talking about intuition, and you know, I'm all about truth and intuition now, your intuition is your first three seconds of thought. Mm-hmm. So if you've thought at any point in time, I need to be at bliss. There's a reason for it. And it's just really jumping into that faith head first. Mm.
0: Okay. That's so beautiful. So what were some of the, let's just go back to first time you were there, um, from the first evening that you walked in with everyone, what were some of the thoughts that were going through your head and what happened then the next day when you got into, uh, general session with everybody?
5: So honestly, I mean, I was definitely insecure walking in. I was a little bit anxious. Um, I had been in other environments and activities with women where it was more of a competitive arena. And I walked in and I felt super at ease initially. I mean, even with you, I thought I'd be super starstruck, but you made me feel so unbelievably comfortable and welcomed. And I knew that I belonged. And more than that, I knew that it was a confirmation for me. That my intuition was right, that there is more out there I'm supposed to be doing to help heal this earth, and that following my intuition and starting at Bliss was a safe space to do that, was a safe space to kick off what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, which is basically help other women evolve and learn their worth and learn how to help other women and just keep spreading the love.
0: Mm. So I know that most people go to events, whether it's my event or whether it's other events or whether it's e-courses, whatever it is, because we do get that kind of cracking open. We get that first, like you said, three seconds of intuition that speaks to us and that it feels like truth, right? It's like, what was that? Well, I'm going to cover it up with all of the things that I'm used to, the comparison, the judgment, all of that stuff. So you know, was it, what were you struggling with the most when you went there and was it the event or was it how you showed up or what was it that really, uh, helped you, um, with the intention of wanting to grow or get over that when you were at the event?
5: So when I was at the event, there was a moment when you were on stage and I'll never forget it. It was a pinnacle moment for me. I grew up, you know, with conditioning that women are mean, women are hateful. You're, you know, be friends with the guys. You're not going to fit in. And I had this as my story and I held this as my story. And so I was kind of in between feeling torn that I knew I was meant for more and to help, but I was nervous to be vulnerable and put myself out there because I didn't want to be hurt, especially by other women who I would want to be my friends per se. And you were on stage, and you were talking about how you had some similar experiences growing up. And then you talked about your friends and your soul sisters now. And you said this quote, and I'll never forget it. You said, you know, women may be mean, but not in my world. Mm. And it was it was a trigger for me because I realized right then that I could create my world. And I could bring women into my life and meet soul sisters there at the event and ongoing that would be my backbone, would be my support, and would help me to be the, my best self, and I just had to choose it.
0: Mm, so tell me how you've done that.
5: Well, um, I went back to Bliss last year as well. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I definitely connected with some sisters there who will be my friends um, until the day I die. In fact, you know, today I even got on the phone with one. I was like, you need to help me make sure my Skype works. I need to <laughs> That's awesome. Sure that- Like, yeah. And she's like, I'm there for you. I got you. And, you know, so I have helped spread the love by hosting also retreats and events for women. And, you know, my whole jam now is finding your most authentic self, finding your highest self and living from that place. Because I feel like only then can you really um, remember happiness. And I'm going to say remember, not achieve, because I think that we're all born in a natural, blissful state. Um, And it's just getting out of our own way. And realizing that we have the opportunity to have that every day if we choose it. And it's something that you always say that really resonates with me. It's, you know, when you have that low vibration thought, when you have a negative thought, choose again.
0: Mm. So I know so many women are going to listen to this and um, relate to you. But at the same time, they might say, well, easy for you. Or this sounds like, you know, something that maybe you maybe feels easy, right? Because it's so easy for all of us to to even say that and look at someone like you who now is a brand who now does events. But can you take us back to the journey before that? And what did it, what did it feel like when you first, cause you know, Jordan has events, so she's doing events. She's um, connecting with all of these women now, but clearly she said she was not Doing this prior. So, Jordan, could you share what that looked like the first time you reach out to someone, the first time you um, book that venue, the first time you put that big goal out there? What does that feel like?
5: Scary as all hell. (laughs) (laughs) Scary as all hell. You know, I, I haven't always had this much confidence and courage in this arena, especially when it comes to other women. I've been outgoing in other areas and I've had careers galore. And I think one of the reasons I've hopped from career to career and And, you know, I've had different relationships. I think it's because I was always trying to seek that happiness from someone else. And so it's not an easy thing, but really it's instead of looking for the next best thing to cause your bliss or cause your happiness, it's really just digging interior, I feel, and finding who you are and loving yourself. And, you know, when I saw you on stage, not just on stage, but at the whole event, it wasn't just you. It was you, your speakers, the other women there, Mm -hmm. you know, that we're all the same we all have shit that's messed up we all have struggles we all have some of us have cranky husbands some of us have horrible parents some of us have you know I was blessed with wonderful parents but I still felt suppressed I felt suppressed because I felt like I needed to achieve something particular to be worthy and that was my own thing and so I saw you and I I felt your courage I felt your confidence I felt your kindness and I realized that you know, as scary as it is, it's worth it. It's mm-hmm. worth it to just take the risk because without the risk, there's no reward. Mm. You know, we always like
0: to talk about the the pain, right, of both sides: the pain of taking the risk, but the pain of staying small. So, tell me about the two different types of pain for you when you were staying small and you weren't stepping in, compared to um, the pain of taking the risks.
5: They're not even comparable. <laughs> when I was staying small, I feel like there was a voice inside of me screaming that I, I mean, I was aching that I, I, and I did, I had a great husband. I had a great family. I had nothing to complain about. I had a good job. But I was not fulfilled and it's because I did not know how to fulfill myself and so I would seek it from outside sources and it's the worst pain ever and you know we have angel guides, we have influence, the universe will guide us and I've got hints and I got whispers but I wanted to maintain control and so I would ignore them and the longer you ignore it the louder the scream gets and finally I couldn't take it anymore to where I didn't know what to expect of bliss, but I knew that your message resonated with me. And I felt in my gut, it was that intuition saying, listen, try this event and it will take you to a next place. Your soul will ascend. And I was right. And so Mm -hmm. the risk after that, um, the pain is minimal because it's scary. But, you know, another thing that you taught me is when you feel those butterflies of fear as it relates to something like this, Excitement feels the exact same way. So it's just choosing how you want to perceive that emotion.
0: Mm, So true. I'm feeling those butterflies over a lot in my life. Um, And we've turned them into butterflies instead of like, you know, Wanting to puke. So, same feeling, same exact feeling. Okay, so you know the power of a room because you create epic, amazing spaces for women to transform. And we know that it's not us, it's the power of a room and intention setting and stepping in and allowing to be, um, you know, the messenger. So, tell me about what happened at your last event when you provided space for women. What happens when women do total immersion in a room with other women who have the same intentions and like-mindedness and openness?
5: Um, man, magic, magic happens. I mean, it, it, it was difficult for me. That was, You know, it was difficult for me because I want, I'm such a healer. I feel like you know, I'm a light worker, I'm intended to help. Um, but sometimes, by just getting out of your own way, or getting out of the way of someone you love, just holding that space for them, the, the universe will work around you, and the current intention will will work through you, and you will be a channel, and you'll be a guide. And And so that's what I did. I mean, I I, did, I prayed, I meditated, I I really got my mind right and I went in with the intention I'm not here to fix anybody because we all have different struggles and we all have different goals. What I'm here to do is hold space and let these women connect to each other, connect to their source. And if they want, connect to me all the while making sure that they're laughing, they're playing, they're having fun and they feel like they can let their hair down. Mm. Um, You know, It's an expression and, and that's what I felt at Bliss. And And that's what I wanted to bring to the women at my retreat is that feeling of absolute safety. And, you know, honestly, bliss helped mold the entire culture of my brand, which is, you know, live your truth. Because that was the first time I can remember going into a situation feeling like I was going to be out of place. And the minute I stepped in, I just knew that I didn't have to do anything to belong. I could just be me and I was going to be loved regardless.
0: Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. Um, okay. So I, there's so much to be said. I, first of all, I'm just grateful that you stepped in because you're impacting so many women. Um, secondly, I was just on a podcast, uh, with Mastin Kip and he was talking about new level, new devil. And that just resonated with me so much because I know that now that you've been on this journey for a while and you are just, you know, you to the outside world, you look fearless to a lot of women because you set the date and you did it. And you, you know, you're saying these things, you wanted to create this brand and you did it. And to a lot of people that's like, Whoa, how is she doing that so fast? But it's kind of like with every new level, there's a new struggle. So what are the struggles that you're dealing with right now? And what is it that makes you just take action right away?
5: Well, it's really hard for me because, you know, there's a lot of, now that I found all the sisterhood and I found all of these women who are amazing, it's hard because people who have not awoken to this way of being yet, they're going to be your biggest critics. Um, besides yourself and so the hardest thing for me planning this event was one setting expectations for myself you know instead of just going with the flow and I remember you told me something it's not going to be how you think it's going to be it's going to be how it needs to be and that's exactly how it happened but I've learned to have compassion for those who are critical because here's the thing it's not necessarily that they're bad or that they're judging you it's that they just don't know. They just don't know yet what it's like to feel and live in an elevated space like this. And, you know, the other the other devil that I would say is just just trusting that I am not I am not working for me. I'm I'm facilitating for a higher power and I'm going to be guided. Mm-hmm. So there- and, I'm so sorry. I want to add one thing. Yeah, do it. And, you know, I think it's important for, you know, all the women listening to this. You don't have to come out to bliss and then go create a brand. I mean, Mm -hmm. you it's like the quote, it's in in my yoga studio. Be the change you wish to see in the world. There are so many ways that you can impact. You can buy a Starbucks for someone and you know what? That may have been the last dollar that they had to spend that day. It's just learning how to love yourself enough that you can see others with compassion and spread that love Mm -hmm. in any form or fashion. It doesn't have to be a public setting.
0: Mm, I love that you just said that because there's, you know, there's so many women who we look at other women and we want to achieve. And we think that's maybe where our fulfillment comes from. And at the end of the day, while I love doing events and I love creating things because that's who I know I am, it absolutely did not start that way. It started with those really small things. And I didn't even know I would be doing this, nor do you have to, it's kind of like you might have a mission on this planet to be the most amazing mother or give back to people or whatever that looks like in those are so vital and so important, the supportive roles and just showing up in the biggest way as you are as a human. So thank you for um, pointing that out and how amazing it is when we connect with those people when we are at our events. So what are some of the biggest, um, basically shifts that you have had in the last couple of years, whether it's from bliss or from books or from mentors or from whatever, or just your own realizations?
5: I mean, they're basically what we've gone over, not to set expectations to myself, to really trust and be guided because... We are our own worst critics. And also, you know, I I saw this and I I like to believe, I do believe that everyone has a spiritual belief of their own understanding. So I'm not pushing any particular religion, but I want to let you know that I saw this meme on social media a while back and it was a picture of Jesus and he's holding behind him a massive teddy bear. And there's a little girl in front of him and she's holding this tiny little teddy bear and she's saying, but God, I love it. Mm -hmm. And so it's just my biggest breakthrough and, and even this year, I mean, even even since this last bliss, it, it just keeps getting heavier and heavier on my heart that I just need to trust, that I really need to, now that I'm starting to learn who my truest self is, and your truth is not something that appears overnight. It's a relationship that you're constantly going to be cultivating for the rest of your life, and it can change and it can grow. But just trusting now that I'm in a relationship with myself to where I'm cultivating that relationship with my truth listening to my gut, listening to my intuition and having enough faith in myself and my source that I will, that what I, I'm good where I am right now and where I'm going is going to be just as good and not trying to force.
0: Mm. That's something I'm always constantly listening to. So can you explain, um, just what does that, what is that dance? Because it is, a. Uh, dance and a half. (laughs) So when you are first, you know, because you've, you've been working really hard on trusting and listening to that. So what does that look like for the people who maybe have not been paying attention yet to that? I know you kind of touched on it with intuition, but what does it feel like to start trusting and then listening?
5: Well, it feels awesome because you see that the, the promises are real. You see that, that when, that your faith will not fail you. And I don't know. I, like I said, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's so scary. It's scary. So I know what you're asking me, but it's so hard to put myself back in that place because I feel like I constantly fight every day to bring myself out of it. Mm-hmm. But I still, I'm still in that place. I'm constantly in that place. And everyone has fear of some sort. So I think it's just taking a conscious effort to say, you know what, I'm not in control of my life. There's a higher power in control of my life. But... I am control, I am in control of how I'm going to perceive my circumstances. And I'm going to choose to perceive them in a direction that's going to lead me where I'd like to be. So if that means I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to perceive my circumstance as a situation where I am going to be able to lose weight versus it's like manifesting. Instead of saying, Oh my gosh, I'm so big. I can't believe I let myself get like this. You know, how about wake up and say, just like you say that you and Chris do, you say, I forgot what your mantra is exactly, but you wake up and say, I'm happier, healthier than I was yesterday. It's just putting yourself in a place. Am I perfect right now? Am I what I want to be? No, but I'm one step closer and honoring yourself for the achievements that you've made. And I don't mean achievements on a large scale. I mean, your little things every day. Did you drink one cup of water? Well, it's one cup more than yesterday. So give yourself some credit for that. Mm,
0: beautiful. Just a constant perspective shift. So beautiful. So what is something that you want to leave the listeners with?
5: If you are doubting, um, coming to bliss, sorry, I get teary eyed. Mm. Just know that that same fear is the same energy that you, you're one step ahead because you already have the energy inside. So you don't have to find it when you get there. You Will have the ability to transform it into faith and it can alter your life in so many ways from your relationships to your health to your career to just your mindset i mean Lori, you have really I, I just thank you so much mm. you have created a space that is unparalleled and i am so excited to go this year mm. and meet many more amazing women and hug everybody I can see. And even the ones that are okay. like, I don't want to be hugged yet. I'm like, that's okay. I don't see a lot of you anyway. I'll <laughs> hug you on Sunday. <laughs> listen, at the first place, I was like, why are all these freaking people hugging me? <laughs> and by the end of the weekend, I'm like, I'm loved. More
0: hugs. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. And I want to acknowledge you for um, your, your faith. You had faith before you even realized you had faith. You were showing up and Thank you for listening to that call because you are affecting so many people and I'm always so inspired by you. So thank you so much. And where can people find and follow you?
5: Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lori. You really have been an amazing mentor and friend and um, I'm so honored to be here. They can find me. um, Everything's under The Unicorn Way. That's the name of my company. So it's theunicornway.com. I'm also The Unicorn Way on Instagram and Facebook. It's Jordan Candelaria, but if you put Facebook, you know, backslash the unicorn way I'll pop up and, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. And you can find me at bliss this year. So come see. (laughs) Okay. Amazing. And thank you so much. And I
0: will see you soon. All right. bye. 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 Mandy! I'm so excited to have you on because you are a woman who not only has um, come to bliss and I watched your journey. You know, I watched you when you first showed up. I've watched you, how you've really stepped in, how you've just shown up for yourself and you just keep moving forward. And then recently, um, I got to spend some time with you at Danette May's uh, uh, retreat. We got to actually do a three-mile hike together up an insane mountain (laughs) and um, I just so connected with you and got to learn a lot more about you. And I was moved by who you are, how you're showing up, what you're doing, how you're growing, how you're giving back in the world. So I knew that I needed to have you on this podcast, not because of what you're doing, but because of how you're showing up in the world and the work that you're doing on yourself. So thank you for coming on.
2: Oh my goodness, Lori, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for for saying all of that. And I couldn't be more blessed and honored to be on this call with you and to be talking about my experience with the Bliss Project, which I am. um, I've shared with you, I'm a Bliss lifer. I will be there (laughs) every year. And I also got to tell you in Colorado how in love I am with you. Um, because of everything you've done to transform my life, and for the work that you do for so many women, so thank you so much for everything you do and the way you show up in the world. Oh,
0: thank you, Mandy. And I, you know, I want to share your journey with people because I know you're gonna. Um, people are going to be able to meet you where you were before Bliss, and whether it's about Bliss or your spiritual journey or your, um, you know, your mindset journey, I don't really care. It's just the journey, <laughs> you know. So, where oh. were you before? you came to the event and why did you, uh, kind of push yourself to go to the event and was there fear around going?
2: Yes. Well, I will start by saying there was absolutely fear around going. Um, the bliss project was the first, uh, event like that, that I had ever been to. And I really had no idea what to expect. Um, I was, I I had been in a corporate job for about 15 years and I was in a place where I was really, really, quote-unquote, comfortable. Um, I had been doing the same thing for a really long time, and I had been doing it really well. So, you know, I think I think we can get to a place in our lives where, you know, we, we've kind of accomplished some of the things that we think we should accomplish, especially after graduating college. You know, you, know, you find... A great job and you start to do well and you make a name for yourself and you know you really start to feel like you're in flow and for a long time I felt that way but I I really had gotten to the point where I almost felt a stagnancy in my life and I was starting to realize that while I was doing really well at work I wasn't growing personally so I wasn't developing at all as an individual. Mm. So um, that was right around the time that actually network marketing came into my life. And it's such a beautiful industry because it's it shines such a light on how much personal development you have or have not done in mm. your life. How did
0: that show up for
2: you? <laughs> I actually was on vacation in Cabo in Mexico, and I had just finished reading um the alchemist yep i literally had finished reading it that day on vacation by the pool and i met a girl from australia and we just started talking um her accent was amazing so i I wanted to to, keep, to hear her continue to talk. So we were chatting and she just brought it up, um, Hadn't mm-hmm. kind of been passing conversation. She was an osteopath and had decided to give it a go like a few months before and started telling me about it. And I connected with her after when I got home and it became mm-hmm. just such a game changer for my life in general. Not that I I didn't expect it to be at the time, but it really did.
0: That's Eventually. so funny. You were reading the alchemist and then something else opened up for you. Of course, that's how self-development goes. So exactly. when, <laughs> so when you said, um, you know, it was a reflection of the work that you've done because it makes you, um, step out of the way, right? It makes you get out of your box because you have to do things that you haven't done before. So how is it showing up that you, um, I, I'm guessing you were saying you needed to grow maybe
2: yeah absolutely I was just I was feeling like I wasn't doing anything that scared me ever mm. I was doing a lot of things that I was really really good at all the time mm. and I was becoming really aware of that when I decided to get into the industry a little bit more and um, you know there were there were so many things that required failing essentially and not looking perfect or doing something really well and mm. I started to realize that I was I had, I had almost stunted personal development, um, because I wasn't focused in that area. I was just coasting for a long time. And I remember that is when, so I was introduced to you in, um, from that community and I heard about bliss the first, uh, the first year I heard about it, I was like, Oh, gosh, that looks amazing, but I don't think I'm really ready. I, you know, just, it seemed a little bit scary to me. So- <laughs> what was
0: scary? Like what was scary? Cause I know you're going to speak to people right now. Like, I don't yes. think I'm ready. What was the voice that was coming up? Why weren't you ready?
2: So the voice for me was, okay, this looks like a bunch of amazing women who have all of their stuff together. And they are all coming together to, you know, talk about how ready they are and how great they are and how wonderful they are and, you know, how, how life is just going Mm. so perfectly for them. And I, that was my fear. That was the story I was telling myself at least. Mm. So, Mm. um, so I didn't decide to pull the trigger that year. And then the next year I was like, okay, I I had followed you and continued to see, um, you know, you know, your posts about it. And it was so intriguing to me. So I got my best friend to come with me and we just said, you know, who cares? Let's, let's just give it a go.
0: Mm, That's amazing. Okay. So, um, ticket purchased, probably massive butterflies, (laughs) You show up with, do you have an intention? Do you have an expectation? What on earth are you thinking? Okay. You came to, you came to VIP night, right? I did. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about it.
2: VIP night is so amazing. So VIP night, we, Melissa and I walked up to the outside garden area that, that You were having it at and there were a lot of women that we didn't know so all of the fears started to come up and oh we aren't going to know anybody and what are we going to say and what is she going to make us do (laughs) and (laughs) because we figured there would be some sort of um networking aspect to it where we would just be be getting to know each other so um and my my friend was probably a little more scared than I was and Mm. she she almost had that I want to get out of here look on her face yes
4: yeah, had that a lot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, same. And we we walked in, we saw Chris, so we started to feel a little bit more comfortable. We saw your husband, um, and we started the first exercise, and she was terrified because you you separated us mm-hmm. and you had us go up to other women, and 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 we had an exercise to ask each other questions. And I can tell you that by the end of the next probably hour and a half, we had like lifelong best friends with a whole group of women that we never would have met. I mean, we, you, you were kind of like, you could have had to drag us out of VIP night because we were just talking and laughing and, and had found this, you know, incredible group of women that we so connected with and so related to in a matter of an hour and a half. Mm, I love that story because, okay, so I
0: create things that, um, scare the crap out of me that I need that I have done before. So I don't like throw you guys into anything that I have not done and gotten massive results out of. Um, so for me, I know that you're all crapping your pants when that comes because I am like throw, throw me into a room of like all these amazing women from, you know, all different countries, shapes, sizes, ages. I mean, it really, it's crazy diverse. Sometimes I look out there and I'm like, how did I get such an amazing awesome diverse audience um and I really think it's just because it's our it's all of our souls talking right like we all want to connect with each other and did you have any like crazy synchronous synchronicities while you were there that are, that's tough to ignore um that you know you're like okay how is this happening where's this even coming from
2: yeah I feel like the, the best part of it was that every single person that you would talk to was going through the same things that you were going through. Mm-hmm. So you would meet, or I met people that were really in the exact same place in their journey that I was. Mm-hmm. So I started to feel like, okay, I'm not the only person that is, you know, completely trying to figure out what's, what my life purpose is. For example, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I'm not the only person that doesn't know what's going on in their life because I felt like there was a concern that, you know, everybody else could just be really on their path and I'm there to help figure it out. And, you know, you really realize that everyone's really in the same place that you are, Mm -hmm. that we all have the same fear, that we all have that same crack your pants feeling, but (laughs) as soon as you have one small conversation, you see yourself in each other and, and it becomes, you know, really a connection. Mm.
0: I love that because it's really just, we're getting the scripts, right? Like we, we just don't know how to get to that place of who are you really like outside of what is all of this surface stuff. And I feel like that's the beauty of when we all come together at bliss is it's like you don't even, it's so weird by Sunday. And I know, you know, this because we've talked about this, but you're like, I don't even see the people anymore. Like all I see is these beautiful souls walking around. Like it makes you want to weep because you finally see people.
2: You finally see people and you've been walking around for two and a half days in like the biggest, warmest, most welcoming hug that Mm. you've ever had. And it's, These beautiful souls are holding space for you the entire weekend and you see their souls, Mm. not, not their, the the outside version of them that, that we all walk around judging probably Mm. the most part day after day.
0: Mm, beautiful. So I, I have not asked any of you lady or let you ladies know any of the pre questions. So I'm just um, going to ask you and I figure you're a great person to ask this. Um, like the overwhelm of being at an event. Sometimes we can get there and be like, wait, my shift's not happening. My transformation isn't happening. Why is this happening for all these people? And we can get in our head. Um, so what would you say to those people? And what would you tell them about? You know, it's really about what happens afterward. It's like the long game
2: oh my goodness I'm so glad you would just ask that question because I you can go into an event like that having an expectation mm. that you're going to have some epiphany and you know something's going to come down from up above and you're <laughs> going to finally understand something that has completely eluded you up until that point but it's really that you are you're in that safe space and you're able to spend the weekend self reflecting with a group of women that are completely committed to their own growth as well. So, so you're in the space of them building you up, you building them up. And it's, it's almost like you, um, it's, it's like a springboard, so it's you you build the springboard while you're there and you spring into the next year of your life. And I mean for me, I, I can tell you one of my biggest takeaways from the first, my first bliss, one of my biggest fears and it was really just because I'm a perfectionist, I'm a recovering perfectionist now. Um, is that I would never write down a goal with a deadline Mm. because I felt like I would tell myself stories like, oh, it's just because I don't need to do that. Who needs to do that? Mm. Um, But it was really that I didn't want to hold myself accountable because if I failed, I would have a really big problem with that. If Mm. I didn't accomplish it by the deadline, then I would have a really big problem with it. So you Mm. had us write down three goals and attach a deadline to each and you also had us read them to a group of four women (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that oh my god I was like oh wait so you had told us we were going to write them down and and attach the deadline and then we and then you're like well you're going to read them to this group of women and so it was so vulnerable and I was so terrified Mm. but And so, so in that moment, all of my fears were coming up, but Lori, I left there and every single one of them I accomplished by the deadline that I attached. Oh my God. And these were big, scary goals.
0: Oh my gosh, that is amazing. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. Thank you. How funny we resist like the things that we need the most and we know it. And the most resistance is often we know around where our soul is trying to guide us. And the world is just like, nope, can't go there because you're going to be pretty freaking amazing and do something huge. So I'm just going to give you pain instead. (laughs) <laughs>
5: right right so exactly yeah so what
0: is something yep. I'm gonna ask you because you know what you're you're amazing so I'm gonna have you get vulnerable with everyone what is something that you just on your journey not even with bliss but something that you have really struggled with and that you feel that you have been able to get in check but you
2: still struggle with and how do you do it oh such a good question my gosh I was just um was recently talking to my coach about this, and by the way, I hired her from meeting her at Bliss. Awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go back to perfectionism, and I and I it shows up for me in many different ways in my life. Um, a big one is uh, around the way that I look. Mm-hmm. So I have always. Um, I have always had an idea that I had to look a certain way in order to be taken seriously or in order to show up in a Mm. certain way or in order to be worthy. Mm. Um, and it's still, I mean, it is, it is something that I deal with, um, every day, but it's, It's absolutely something that, you know, I didn't, I didn't even realize came from perfectionism. Mm. And so that's really what I've been able to discover, um, by, by being a part of this event and by finding my tribe and by, um, you know, realizing that so many other women feel the same way Mm. and working through it with them. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and, and that's another reason that I love you because you have really (laughs) the way that you show up is all about making the message more important than the way you look. Mm. And so, so yeah, I would say that that's a big one for me and to your point about being with a bunch of women in the space that you hold for bliss, you don't have to worry about what you look like at all because it's so irrelevant. It's about who you are and we all see your soul and we're all there to help each other step into each other's greatness, you know, regardless of what you look like.
0: That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably Mandy, because everyone on here, I don't care who you are can relate to what you just said. So, and that's the beauty of just when we step in and the more authentic you, you become just by those statements that we would never normally share. You're freeing people you're freeing people to be them. So thank you for that because that is so impactful. And I just want to acknowledge you for the work that you are doing in the world and the way that you show up. um, Because I feel you in the room. Now I feel your Mm -hmm. presence. I see you. I'm grateful for you. I have fun with you. You're just one of those women that I'm excited to do life with. So thank
2: Mm -hmm. you so much. Thank you so much, Lori. My gosh, I, I, I feel exactly the same way. I, I cannot imagine not having you in my life. You are such an inspiration and have, you have allowed me to transform in ways that I didn't even know possible. Mm. So, um, as you know, I am a bliss lifer. I will be there every year and I, I just can't wait to see who we get to meet. Next year. Me too. I can't wait. All the new faces. (laughs)
0: Okay. So where can we find you and follow you? Um,
2: Okay. So um, I am on Instagram at Mandy Domeski. And, um, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm also on email at, um, we have a group of incredible people that are all trying to create more freedom in their lives in it. So my email is welcome to freedom town at gmail.com. Love it. Thank you so
0: much. And <laughs> I will see you soon.
2: All right. Thanks, Lori. All right. Bye, Mandy. Bye.
0: Steph. Okay, <laughs> so we were just having a massive download because we haven't chatted in a while. So you guys, Steph Gold, I'm so excited that you're on. I am thrilled, honored, humbled to have you in my tribe. I This is the girl that I just laugh with, like I giggle to death with. So, and I would never have met you if I wouldn't have met you at bliss or maybe I would have, of course we would have, but eventually, (laughs) but we met sooner. Um, So I want you because you are doing, I mean, it's not just what you're doing, but how you're showing up yourself. And I'm going to share a little bit about my experience with you um, after we start, but tell me about what you we were just talking about your first experience at bliss and we were dying laughing. And I said, I have to, I have to hit record. So you can't tell me the rest. Okay. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I just adore you and I'm beyond honored to be here. Um, so it's so funny because really I, I just swear the universe is, is so divine and when things align, you know, you just, it's unbelievable, but you know, I really, um, I received, well, I guess, you know, I was like, I have to go to bliss, but I genuinely thought it was like a yoga retreat. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, and I think honestly, like some of the pictures in your marketing, you were like in yoga clothes. I'm like, this is, I'm going to do yoga for three days. Um, it'll be perfect. And at this time in my life, I like, you know, was just lacking so much confidence, you know, swimming in like feelings of unworthiness. I was more overweight than you know, at the heaviest weight I'd ever been in my life. And I convinced myself that because I was overweight, it meant that I really was in a position. I didn't deserve the life that I was dreaming of. Mm. And so I really came to bliss in this place of like, I don't want to be seen. I don't deserve to be seen. I'm just going to slide under the radar. Mm. And, um, and you know, so, so really, so I show up and I'm like, it's not at all I expected. (laughs) (laughs)
0: i <laughs> oh like, when do we do more yoga? <laughs> I'm like, wait a
6: second. Um, Okay. And I'm having like insane ahas, like insane ahas at bliss. And, um, but I remember like that first lunch and I, I went to lunch and it was, I didn't know anybody, which I was like, okay with. And I wasn't going to talk to anybody. I'm like, no one needs to see me. <laughs> and I had on this like elephant sweatshirt, you know, it was like a very Zen elephant. He had like, you know the the tribal marks on him. But it, I mean, there were holes all in it. And this thing should have been donated a long time ago or like honestly thrown away. And um, so I'm wearing this and I have this sarong that I've just like kind of tied over my swimsuit. And I mean, the food so, hasn't come. The so you food were hasn't... just
0: going to like eat lunch by the pool and maybe swim or what? Oh, um, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
6: This is what I was going to do during my lunch break, while well, everybody else went off to lunch together. Okay,
0: awesome. No one'll,
6: no one'll even see me. No one'll know.
0: Doing my own thing in the pool.
6: Right. So it's like 20 minutes before we have to be back in the room, and and I was like, at this point in the event, I mean, I'm like front row girl, right? So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, if I'm not there in time to get my front row seat, and so um, I had this moment where they, I found out that they had delivered my. Food to the wrong pool. There was like this miscommunication. And I had this moment where I had to make a decision. I either could go up and change and not eat, or could go back into like the second session half of the day wearing what I was wearing, but have eaten. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go in. I'm still not going to talk to anybody. No one's even going to know I'm here. It's actually going to be perfect. And so I come in, and the second half of the session, Terra Manos up. And And
0: what does Tara do? Just so everyone knows.
6: Oh, yeah. We're doing this like sexy tone and tease dance move. Unleash the woman within. And it's like, or the warrior goddess within. And it's like, lights go down. And I'm, again, what I'm wearing, it's horrifying. But I'm like, no one can even see me, right? And I'm in the crowd. And she's like, come on, ladies, like flick your hair and, you know, flip your hair. Let's do this. And I swear to you, I think I did one hair flip thinking no one could see me. And Tara points out and goes, you, get up here. And I'm like, surely she means anyone but me. And I'm like in this crowded room and I turn around. I'm like, I think she meets you. And there's no one around me. It's like very clear. She means me. And I get up on stage and I'm like seriously mortified, like of course the universe had these plans for me. Now, like I'm thinking I'm gonna slip under the radar. Everyone can clearly see me <laughs> and what I'm wearing. Oh, and I should add that the other two people on stage were like big, big backup dancers for the LA Lakers. Like everybody <laughs> just
0: looks like ridiculous. I and I this. Like, it was amazing. I was like, yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wrong is amazing. <laughs>
6: it's so ridiculous oh and the best part like Tara was out here last weekend for my event and the Tara has that video so for like the next year that video played she kept using it on Instagram and I'm like can this video die please like why does this video still exist oh my god using it as marketing please stop
0: (laughs) this story is so good because tell me that the universe does not have plans for us that we are not just always divinely taken care of even in those horrible moments because my most my most awful horrific moments have become my greatest moments so steph I, to give you guys a little rundown, um, Steph has written an amazing book. She showed up, she's been like just this warrior goddess at bliss now who shows up in the room and supports the room and knowing that this was her first experience. I really want to go there because, um, the way that you show up now and the leader that you are and the coach that you are, I am so confident knowing that when I send people your way for coaching, that they are going to get, they're going (laughs) to get what they want and then some. So you recently, um, asked me to send you some videos, uh, for the girls on your retreat that you just finished. Was that this last weekend? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm guessing this was partial inspiration for what you had them do. You have to let everyone know how this translated, how this breakthrough, first of all, what happened after that for you and how did that translate into what you have people do now?
6: Absolutely. So so at that bliss, like after that crazy moment, I actually set some insane goals. And that was like really when I decided I was going to write my book in 90 days. That was when I, you know, and then, and I remember staying after I waited in line to ask you if you would write the forward for my book. And I call, stepped out and called my mentor and was like, surely I can just shoot her an email. Like I don't actually have to go up there. Right. <laughs> And it's so funny because I look back on, on, you know, the woman I was a few years, you know, years ago, and it's so different from how I am now. And, and I know so much of that is because of bliss and, and truly because, you know, there's so many different events that we can attend in our industry. And one of my biggest kind of pet peeves with them is it's, when it, you go to this event, you get all hyped up, you leave, and it's, like, so easy to be stuck and spin your wheels. Mm. And what sets Bliss apart is that truly, and, like, let me also say that I was never the girl who, like, had a ton of girlfriends. I'd convinced myself I just, like, got along with guys better. Me too. And, oh, yeah. And it was, like, I left the all girl school because I needed to go find some guy friends. Yep. Like, just genuinely. And so <laughs> And so it was, like, I had this story that, like, girls just weren't nice. They just, like, weren't going to get it. Um, and leaving and having these goals, the crazy kind of part of all that was that you now have hundreds of like epic soul sisters who are going to check in on you, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. have your back and like help hold you accountable, which just sets bliss apart from any event I've ever attended. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's like impossible to stay stuck because you now have hundreds of people who are literally there to, to help you, which is unlike anything I've ever experienced or even heard exists. Um, so, so anyway, so long story short, you know, I really, my launching, my book really changed the game for me and my business. And it was so much less about my book and so much more about just me owning my, my mess and owning, you know, the years I spent spinning my wheels and stuck. And so once I kind of outed myself and my whole story, um, you know it really gave me permission to to step up and and so when i now when i work with my clients i you know often they're coming from this space of like i'm i'm not enough or i'm scared to do calls or i'm scared to tell people what i'm doing And I started thinking, okay, they're going to come to this retreat. And on my retreats, there's no BS. So there's no like time we're spending making business cards or like doing anything they could be doing at home. It's like, we're going to do the scary stuff right now. And we are going to do it together in this loving environment. And so there's a lot of sales calls that happen. There's just a lot of the the stuff that people don't want to do and avoid. Um, And I thought, okay, I need... I always do something that surprises them at these events to just help push them. And, and I use it as a learning example. So I'm like, or like it, and I say, you know, your business is going to do this. Your business is going to show up when you least expect it with huge resistance. And it's going to give you an awesome opportunity to back out. (laughs) You're going to have a great excuse not to do it. Um, And so I want us to get in the habit of pushing through it and doing it anyway. And so I kind of create a situation that's going to make them incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I love it. Cause I love it. I'm like, let's create this right. even better if people cry. Cause like, that's what happens in oh, business. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Right? I, yeah. Totally. I felt it today. Yep. Yeah. And so, cause you're like,
6: Oh, I have all these videos. Wait, my GoPro was stolen. Oh, maybe that's a sign. I don't have to do it. Nope. It's a sign that you need to sit by a window and get your iPhone out and make the videos anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> So anyway, so I'm like, okay, I need to create this. And I sat there and I thought, how can I create something that's going to just terrify them at this event? And I was like, when was I the most terrified? And I'm like, Tara Romano. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> I literally was like, this is such a long shot because I know how busy she is. And I know she, you know, um, really, you know, dances for like, massive auditoriums of women, hundreds of women. And I'm like, I have my little group of 12, but let me get her on the phone and (laughs) see if she has any interest in this crazy idea. And at first it was like, well, maybe they'll just be uncomfortable dancing. Maybe that'll be enough. And then I get this wild idea that no, we need to be a flash mob.
0: (laughs) When you wrote that to me, I was like, Oh my God. Like number one, I need to be there because this is, would give me extreme rewards. Number two, I'm not going, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for fear that she'll make me dance. <laughs> yeah, I would do it. I would do it. Okay. So um, explain.
6: so, so I'm like, okay, this is so crazy. And, and I actually knew I was like, I'm like, okay, I have to announce this at like a strategic time because if they know the whole time they're going to do it, it'll actually distract from the work they should be doing. So I'm like, I need to kind of like announce that we're going to be a flash mob in a powerful way, but like kind of last minute, like almost right before we're the flash mob. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, how can I pull this off? And then I'm like, oh my God, I wonder if Lori will make a video. And I'm like, that's such a long shot. I know how busy you are, but let's just see. (laughs) And then you said yes. And I was like,
0: oh God, this is happening. (laughs) You're going to kill me. (laughs) I love that's how it happened because that's exactly how I've done everything in my life. I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask if they say yes, I have to follow through. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> yes. Yep. Do it scared, right?
6: Oh my gosh, exactly. And
0: it's so funny because,
6: okay, so night one, and, and so many of them follow Tara and, and know of her, her genius and her work. And so... Um, Just her being there, they're all kind of like, what's going (laughs) to happen? And they know I'm like notorious for surprises. They're like, where's this going? And Tara asked the question night one. So what do you guys think of when you think of the word dance? And my clients literally respond like, throw up. I think I just (laughs) 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 nervous diarrhea. Like no one says joy. No one says excitement. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Then you chose one the
0: girl, perfect thing.
6: One girl yells out, well, I'm not good. Like, <laughs> So then it was just a riot. I think Tara realized she had her work cut out for her. She had us do just like a walk and everybody's like running to the other side of the room.
0: When is this over? Yeah.
6: <laughs> when is this going to be over? It's right. Um, and then it was hilarious because so now we're learning the dance, you know, um, really th- like hours before we're going to perform it. And like, silly me. I'm like, oh my gosh, let's tell my assistant that we need her in it. So I run out of the room and I'm like, we're going to go grab my assistant and, t- and like, play a prank on her. And I come back jokes on me. Somehow I was thrown into like the front row. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, 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 Tara! I thought we were clear on this. I was just gonna
0: hide out in the back. Oh my god! How? Be- I mean, like, how freaking beautiful, though! Like exponential growth for you too. Oh yeah, but I also
6: was like, oh my gosh! Now I have to keep my cool because I can't like be falling apart, right? Right?
0: Even you are. The-
6: so I just get super quiet, which is like everybody's. I'm not a quiet person. It's like everybody's. No. <laughs>
0: they're like "Uh uh-oh what's wrong with stuff what's happening to our leader (laughs) what is happening
6: and then even better so um you know so your beautiful video comes on and all their faces are like no this (laughs) there's
0: no way we're not doing doing this in public and then um you know,
6: the limo picks us up. We're on our way there. And of course I get word that like my, my mom who's at, you know, at the, um, kind of area that we're going to go perform this. She's like, don't freak out. But there's like a surprise live band here tonight. (laughs) I'm like, of course there is resistance is awesome. No, no worries. We're going to go across the street instead. So we arrive. And Tara goes through this, like, she's the one who has to start the dance and click play. And she starts to have this moment of, like, insane resistance. So the whole thing was just so beautiful. And um, so just, like, such an an incredible experience for truly, like, all of us. And the funniest thing is, of course, I'm, like, I make an announcement that it's going to go live because, like, I just love this kind of torture for myself. So, like, we're going to go live with it. And it's like shared six times. It's been seen by 5,000 people already. I'm like, oh my God.
0: You have to send that to me.
6: I'm like, I think, mean, can we? Again, I really was just, I was hoping to make everybody else a little uncomfortable. I was really
0: hoping that. Oh my God. I swear to you, that's, on the radar. that's how it goes. It's like Always. when you know what shifts you, it's like this gold that you pay forward. It's like, okay, this shifts me or this shifted me. This was so impactful in my life. This is what I want to teach. And that's why it's the beauty of your own journey. So what was it that like, how did you know that you had to pay this forward? How did you know that you had to heal first so you could help other people heal?
6: You know, it's so interesting. I don't, I don't honestly know if I knew that. Yeah. Like I genuinely think that I've I've had the tap for so long that I wanted to write a book Mm -hmm. and, but like the actual writing of it was like, Whoa. And my editor kept saying, you need to be a little bit more vulnerable. And I was like, I think I'm being pretty vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, 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 no. And it was like, it's so funny because the moment that I said, okay, publish, like it's, it's done. Um, even though no one had like read it yet, besides my editor, I was like, well, it's all out there, everybody knows. You know, it's like, yep. Well, there it goes. No putting it back in. <laughs> and I like in that moment immediately became a different person. Mm-hmm. Because even like I said, even though nobody knew, I felt like the world knew. I had just told the world all my deep dark secrets. Mm-hmm. And there was no turning back. Mm-hmm. You know, and um and it's, it's just so crazy because, again, with Bliss, though, so I did. So I made the goal. Then I asked you to write the forward. And then I was like, wait a second. When you said yes, I was like, wait a second. I don't know if she really just said yes. Did she really understand the question? And then I thought, oh, my gosh, if I don't write this quickly, she might forget that she said yes. And then she was <laughs> like, uh-huh.
0: now I have to get this out. Now this really has to happen. So everything that you have said, I, so this is exactly what I love about it is it's accountability because we don't have accountability in our lives. And it, that's what you've also created with your retreats too. Those are like the big takeaways that you're saying. It's like, you know, you have to go put yourself in a space that is big enough or scary enough that you're going to create that accountability. Cause there isn't really any, we're used to like disappointing, you know, the people who are closest to us. I I like, didn't care if I disappointed my husband again, because I was used to disappointing him. So, I mean, as far as my goals, you know, it was like, eh, I didn't do it again.
2: <laughs> right.
0: So it's like Absolutely. you have to, you went around and just kind of made it like who, what scares me enough that I'm going to have to do this. And you create those experiences for people. And it's just so freaking awesome so what are some of your on your own journey whether it's bliss or just your personal development journey your spiritual journey what are some things that you would love to tell our listeners who are either hesitant about going to an event or starting something or just stepping into their authenticity
6: um so honestly it's if you feel so I always say this it's like the first feeling you get when you see bliss the like be impulsive (laughs) So like, if it feels like when you see, you know, anything that says you should come to bless or an advertisement about this or selling tickets or whatever, that first feeling that you get, that's like, I should be there is that is your gut. That is God. That is getting the message that you should be there. Everything that follows is just the fear. So like when you logically try and say, oh my gosh, that doesn't make sense. Oh, it's in California. Oh my gosh, I don't even know if that's a good weekend. My kid has baseball. Oh, I don't even know. Like all that stuff is like that fear noise. Um, And it's not, it's not actual logic. It feels like logic. So like my, my genuine advice is like be impulsive because the, the impulsive pull that I felt, whether or not I thought in that moment it was yoga or not, I was clearly meant to be there. Everything about plugging into that tribe has completely transformed my life. Mm-hmm. Cause you just have all of a sudden you have hundreds of cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I launched my book and it, I swear being a part of bliss made it a number one bestseller because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like a million, so much support that like, whether it was a good book or not, like, <laughs> <It> <laughs> like I book. just had so much love. So much love. And I, I see it time and time and time again um, with women who are creating things in this space. They just they just have this amazing tribe that they've plugged into of women that have their back mm. um, and are so supportive. There's, I, I swear to you, there's nothing. I've never seen anything like it. Mm. Um, and so if you are feeling like, oh, I'm curious about that or that sounds like something I should be a part of, just do it. Just do it because like I said, everything that follows is like fear trying to keep you small.
0: Oh my God, you're making me so excited to be in that room with all of you again. Because <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's pure magic when we all get together. And I'm not, just, I'm not just saying bliss. I'm saying when we get together, because your right. retreats, all the other women who have, I talked to who had events, all of the other women who have gone to other events and they go and they show up with their beautiful tribe. It's like, get in spaces where people want to think bigger and they want to do better. And they want to be connected. Right. It's like absolutely magical bliss outside of bliss, whatever it is. It's like get in those spaces, whether this is calling to you or if something else is calling to you, I am that person that's like, just go to whatever is calling to you because that's where you need to go. And like you said, that first, like that first gut hit, that's it. Like, don't think of anything else. And then mm-hmm. just follow that. So, Steph, I just want to say thank you so much for being on. Um, is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with?
6: Oh, just so much love, just so much love, and and I swear, just trust, <laughs> just trust. Because I look back on on who I was pre bliss, and I have so much, um, I have so much love, I have so much love for the place that I was in, and compassion. <laughs> Um, and I just can't tell you what plugging into all of this has done for my life. And I thank you so much, Lori, for showing up in such a beautiful, huge way and attracting such amazing powerhouse, incredible
0: souls. Thank you. And I um, just want to really acknowledge you for creating what you've created in your life. And the spaces and the transformations that have come uh, from you, from all of the women, and also the accountability you create for yourself. I was really inspired by uh, not only this last retreat you did and, and making all your women be a flash mob and you joining them, <laughs> and also just, you know, our little, um, your your goal that you also texted me that is going to happen um, and we are going to make happen or we're going yes. to create, <laughs> yes. um, and yes. I'm so yes. excited for that. We have, we have a thing going down that when she reaches her goal, we're going to do something epic together. Um, <laughs> so I'm really, really excited for that. We're putting it out into the universe and thank you again for being on and where can we find you, follow you, all that good stuff.
6: Oh, I'm on Instagram at, uh, Steph gold life coach and I'm on Facebook, Steph gold, Yeah.
0: Amazing. Okay, mama. Well, I get to see you at bliss again. So exciting. Hopefully I see you before that. Um, but thank you so much for the conversation.
6: Thank you. I
0: love you so much. Love you. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone, it's Lori, and if this podcast, if this certain episode really resonated with you guys, I pray that you go to theblissproject.info now and grab your tickets. Grab a friend if you like, or come alone. Whatever feels right for you. Our ticket prices are increasing October 16th, uh, 2017. So I don't want you to miss out. The event is March 2nd through the 4th, 2018, in Newport Beach, California. And you guys, if you want a weekend that is going to impact and accelerate the growth of your entire life, you must be in this room. If it scares you, that's how you know you are in the perfect place. I can't wait for you to meet all of these women who just shared their incredible stories. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to give you the space so that you can create the transformation in your life that you have been waiting for. Don't wait another year to become the woman that you know that you are. Make this decision now. Purchase the ticket and meet all of us in Newport Beach, California, March 2nd through the 4th, 2018. And like I said, tickets are going up October 16th. So make sure you grab them now, theblissproject.info. And it's also in the show notes. I will see you there. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the earn your happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. you're happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.
4: use this and now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.
0: Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year?